At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. What do you want from your sportsbook? Great odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with points bet, you get great odds and great payouts all in a fast and reliable sportsbook. Download the app now and sign up with our code VSIN2K to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Plus, as the official sportsbook partner of NBC Sports, Points Bets is giving you a free $10 live bet to use during Sunday night football every week for the rest of the regular season. Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral service. Stormy Tony and Sean King filling in for Mitch Moss and Polly Howard here on Follow the Money, live from Las Vegas at our recent studio at Circus Sportsbook. Excited to welcome in Daryl Moose Johnson, NFL on Fox analyst, three-time Super Bowl champ with Dallas. Welcome into the program. Thank you so much for joining us on a Wednesday. Good morning. Uh, I know it's a little bit different for us to be reflecting on Tuesday night football, (laughs) but uh, we're happy that we had the games, that they were able to get off with a hitch. What did you make of the two games we saw last night? Uh, Well, for me, it was, it was, you know, halfway through the preparation for the the Rams Seattle game before I tested positive for COVID. So that, that was the one that I was focused on just to, to watch my group. Um, And I, I was really surprised, uh, you know, kind of the, the the Seahawks, the second half performance. That's one of the things that that they had done uh, over the last couple of weeks as they've gotten back on track was that they played very well in the second half. So to watch the the Rams come out and be able to come back in that game and 
and win uh, was something that, that Seattle had, had been able to prevent their, their opponents from doing. So that, that was one of the, the big shifts that I saw. But it's, it's odd. We talked to Pete Carroll about it a little bit last week getting ready was, you know, this, the way the division has gone. Uh, it, it's kind of funny because w- when I was playing back in the day in the NFC East, we had kind of a, a similar dynamic like that. But, you know, Seattle struggles against the Rams. Uh, that makes them 3-8 and eight against the Rams under Sean McVay now. Um, and the Rams struggle against San Francisco, and San Francisco struggle, struggles against Seattle. So that matchup, uh, you know, what, what is it within the, those divisional matchups? And, and Pete Carroll came out right away, and he said, you know, lately it's been, you know, that defensive line, but, but also, you know, Cooper Cup. And so knowing how important he was to that offense and, and still have the night that, that Cooper Cup had last night uh, was pretty impressive for Matthew Stafford and him because that, that was definitely something that, that Ken Norton, defensive coordinator, was well aware of and something they wanted to take away. You know what's interesting is Matthew Stafford last night becomes the quickest quarterback in NFL history to surpass 50,000 passing yards. You mentioned Cooper Cup, but ultimately if the Rams are going to win a championship, I think it's going to be because Von Miller has found a fit on that defense. What have you seen with Raheem Morris and his schemes and how he's starting to match up Vaughn and Aaron Donald and utilize Jalen Ramsey. Are they good enough on defense to win a championship this year? You would think so with the names. Um, but, you know, sometimes, you know, when you have a, a collection of high-profile players, it, it doesn't automatically mean, you know, a great a great team or a great defense. So, um, you know, I, I think they're still, they're still growing together. Uh, gosh, you talk about off in the block that front with, with Aaron in the middle, uh, Leonard Floyd off of one edge, Vaughn Miller off the other edge, you know, Jalen Ramsey in coverage, uh, you know, playing that star position, um, you know, that, that, that's very formidable. Um, and, and you would think that just as, as a rusher that it'd be an easier blend, um, you know, just being able to put a guy on the outside from time to time and, and just let him use his athleticism. So I, I think we're starting to see that growth. I think we're starting to see Vaughn become more comfortable in what they're doing as a defense. Um, so it, it should be an improvement down the stretch, but uh, I, I still haven't seen them play at that level that they were at last year. I mean, last year they were the number one defense in the NFL in several categories, and they, and they haven't been able to get back to that level just yet. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see it down the stretch because I think that uh, that you know that that old adage of defense win championships as an offensive player, uh, you know, I, I tend to 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 resist that a little bit, but it, it, it really is uh, something that, that if you're going to have success through the playoffs, you've got to have that defense. And then they seem to be hitting their stride beginning of the season. I think they were still getting, you know, adjusted to Raheem Morris and, and, the, and the, tweet, the tweaks that he put on Brandon Staley's defense uh, from the previous year. But uh, statistically, you watch them, they've improved, uh, you know, as the season has progressed and, and hopefully for them, they'll be playing their best football going into the playoffs. See, and I'm with you, Daryl. I say defense helps get you to championships, but offense wins championships. I like so it. So that's where I sit on that. But um, just with regards to maybe if it's not L.A., who is the front runner in your mind if, when it comes to a real Super Bowl contender this year? You've obviously seen a number of teams around the National Football League in person this year and watched a ton of football. Who's the front runner to you? Oh gosh, right. It is, it is so wide open this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had so many times during the course of the season where we thought we had an idea who those top teams were in the conferences and they just continue to change uh, as the season has gone on. Uh, you know, in the AFC, it was Kansas city for a while and then they had their bumps in the road and now they seem to be back on top. Uh, you know, Buffalo kind of going through a similar situation. Um, you know, have they got things figured out? Is, is, do they have the ship righted? Um, you know, in the NFC, uh, I, Dallas, I, I still, 
I still don't see that offense playing to the level they were early in the season. If they do, if they can get back to playing the way they were early in the season, as good as that defense has gotten, they're taking the football away, uh, led by Dan Quinn. Uh, you know, Dallas could be in contention. Uh, it, it seems to be that Tampa's hitting their stride again. Uh, how does the injury to Chris Godwin affect that team? Um, so I, I think that nobody's really defined them. The Packers probably, uh, you know, maybe the most consistent team through the course of the season so far. Um, so, you know, what, what does that say? Uh, but I, I think it's wide open. I don't think we've ever gone into, you know, a week 16 as it, this late in December um, and, and really not had a clearly defined, you know, leader in, in both conferences. I have to say right now that, that Kansas City looks like your most consistent team as we're getting here to turn the new year. Daryl Moose Johnson, NFL analyst on Fox. It, it's so crazy that you say the Chiefs and then the reports come out yesterday that Travis Kelsey is in COVID and now Tyreek Hill is in COVID and we have a big AFC game with the Steelers coming up this week. Pivoting to the Steelers, I thought I saw something and I'm not sure what Mike Tomlin's halftime speech was in Minnesota two weeks ago on Thursday night, but it seemed like Big Ben played his best half of football of the year. They backed that up with the win over Tennessee. Talk me through Pittsburgh. Are they capable of finding a way to win the AFC North? Do they have anything left? Does Big Ben go out to the football gods, all smile on him, and then make some wonderful run in the playoffs? Or am I completely crazy, Daryl? Yeah, I, I don't think we get a Jerome Bettis season for Ben Roethlisberger on his way uh, out the door for Pittsburgh. Um, I, I, I think the offensive line is, um, you know, still in a situation where they're 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 trying to grow. Uh, we had them earlier in the season. Um, you know, I think Najee Harris was a great draft pick, what they've been able to do there and lean on that and trying to get back to some old-time Steeler football. But uh, I, I just I haven't seen them, you know, consistently play uh, at the level that they'll need to. Uh, I, I like Cincinnati in the AFC North. Um, you know, it's uh, it, we've, we've had them to start the season. Uh, they were they were more impressive than I thought they were going to be uh, in, in week one. Uh, Joe Burrow coming off of the, the, the knee injury from last year. Uh, Jamar Chase um, has you know kind of taken the taken the league by storm this year, like Justin Jefferson did last year at that wide receiver position. Uh, you know, it's, it's great to see Joe Mixon playing the way he has. Um, there was a, a, a big effort to get better defensively, uh, and, and that's that's something that Cincinnati has has been able to to grow with on that side of the football uh, during the course of the year. So I, I actually like Cincinnati more uh, in that division. Um, you know, Cleveland's always a sleeper. Um, because of the style that they play. Uh, I think Kevin Stefanski's done a great job with that organization. So I, I know Pittsburgh is now is, is heading in the right direction, uh, but just having watched them through the course of the season, uh, I, I don't think that they, uh, that they have enough to give Ben that, that really, really great season as he walks out the door if this is it for him in Pittsburgh. You know, Daryl, I'm not sure which side of the aisle you're on when it comes to analytics, but some prominent head coaches have made some head-scratching in my opinion, decisions. So right now we're in the playoffs. Who do you trust the most from a head coaching standpoint in the AFC? And who do you trust the most in the NFC from a head coaching standpoint? Oh, boy, that's a great question. Uh, that's that's something that we'll talk to the coaches about each week. Um, and, and almost all of them will say they, they, they're guided by analytics, but they'll go with their gut, you know, at the time of the decision. Um, so, for me, one of the guys who seems to be really, really good with it uh, is, is Kyle Shanahan uh, in the NFC with San Francisco. Uh, he seems to be on top of a lot of that. 
Um, in the AFC, um, gosh, Andy's had his struggles throughout his career with, with some of the time management situations. Uh, you know, haven't had a chance to visit with Andy in a while um, about where he stands with analytics, but I know it's, it's crept into every organization in the NFL, and, and most of them have that guy that, uh, that, that they're leaning on uh, that, that has that information for them to kind of gather right, right at that moment of the decision um, to, to get everything done. Um, in the AFC, I would probably go – you know, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stay with Cincinnati again. Um, oh, because they, they, they've got a, a young man there who, who played, he played college football, but, but he got into analytics. So he has the, the ability to kind of look at the numbers and what they say, but understand the strategy of the game mm-hmm. um, and, and maybe be able to tweak that before he passes that information up the chain. So, um, and it was something that, that Chris Myers was, he really kind of dug into it early in the year because he's, he's very interested in this conversation of, of analytics and football and the decision-making process. Um, and, and he thought that that was something that, that other teams in the NFL would, would try to replicate is, is finding not only a guy who's in analytics, but has a football background to help kind of filter through. So you're, you're not just presenting raw data to the head coach. Uh, but you're giving him your perspective as a guy who's played football and, and understands the game and the impact of those numbers on that decision-making process. So it's kind of been filtered through one time already. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll go with uh, I'll go with uh, I'll go with coach at Cincinnati is, is maybe a guy who has a, a, an inside edge on using analytics down the stretch. Really good stuff, Daryl. We're up against it, but thanks for doing Appreciate this. You most. Glad you're feeling okay. Yeah, yeah thank you very much. Have a, have, a, have a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. We're sad to not see him on the call yesterday. More follow the money after this break. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? 
I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're up. Time for your in-pocket plays as we welcome you back to Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, live from Las Vegas at a Circus Sportsbook. We're out here trying to pick some winners, Sean. That's right. That's what we do. So let's start out. My play's on the screen right now. We we got hit the over. Last night, we got a dub with the Lightning Vase Golden Knights uh, over the five and a half. Sean, <laughs> Sean's got his chips yeah. along. And okay, one of my favorites this week in the NFL is I'm teasing the Bills and the Ravens from two and a half up to eight and a half. Um, both of these teams are in desperate situations, both lost to the teams that they're playing this week. Previously, um, you know, we talked about the Bills Pats crazy win game last week. Um, Ravens need a win over Cincinnati in this tightly contested division. I'm not saying they do, but I like the number if I'm going to get as many points as I possibly can here. Um, so that's one I like. And then also tonight in college football in the Armed Forces Bowl, I am obsessed with Army tonight. Minus five against Missouri. Go Army beat Missouri. So I'm late to the party here, though, because this line actually opened minus two and a half. Has since It's all the way up to six and a half now, so I got to kind of in that middle spot at five. But Eli Drinkwitz said yesterday that their best running back, arguably one of the best running backs in the SEC this year for Missouri, is not going to play. Tyler Batty is out. Also, their quarterback and captain, Connor Blazak, is not going to play. They have a redshirt freshman quarterback in Brady Cook. Um, Army plays that triple option. Short time to prepare for a team like that. Love Army. In yeah, I don't know what happened to Army in the Army-Navy game. That was the first time all season I saw their offense really, like, struggle. But I was on this game at minus three. Uh, I was oh, I was like, there's, Missouri has no chance. This is one of the more talented Army teams that we've seen. Role. I think they still cover the six and a half, but I have it at minus three. So my plays last night, we had Antonio Gibson anytime touchdown. Ching, ching, ching. Ka-ching. We had Ram Seahawks under 47. Ching, ching. So my favorite underdog play of the weekend is Steelers money line. I think they're catching Kansas City at a perfect time. More than likely, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill won't be available. Even if they are, I like Pittsburgh to pull the upset. I love the Patriots minus a two and a half. I just like the fact that Mac Jones finally played a bad game. I watched this young man 
throughout his high school career. I was in college. I was recruiting quarterbacks. I watched him at Alabama, wait his turn. For those of you that don't know, I was a football coach at University of South Florida. Mac Jones went to the Bowl School in Jacksonville, which is just right up the road. So I'm very familiar with him and how he's made up. I think he plays his best game of the year. I've said for weeks that I think the Bills are kind of fraudulent. When they play the upper echelon teams, take away the Kansas City game, they really have not showed up from a win standpoint. Uh, Bears, I like the Bears to cover this number. I noticed something in the game versus the Vikings. They're still playing hard Mm -hmm. for Matt Nagy. Their head coach went out and got a personal foul penalty because he was supporting his guys. Players love that. I think Seattle's kind of checked out in a lot of ways. I think Russell Wilson's already in New York. I think he has a Giants uniform on. He's at the press conference. Sierra's next to him. She's happy. I think the Seahawks have folded it up. They've already booked their flights home for after the last game. I like the Bears to cover this number on the road. And I'm a believer in Dan Campbell. You laugh at the Lions. They sit at 2-11-1, but 11 of those losses, four of them were by a combined nine points. They've been competitive. I don't know if they went out right because Atlanta still has slim wild card hopes, but I do think Detroit finds a way to cover this number. All right, yeah, I'm on board with the Lions. Uh, winners in two of their last three games, and they are fighting. They're biting kneecaps. I didn't know the Cardinals had kneecaps. So look know. at them. There we go. Uh, In Pockets presented by BetRivers.com, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials. Posted afternoon Eastern at BetRivers.com. Once again, that's in pocket. Make that money, honey. That's what I'm saying. I thought Puxtradamus would be able to help people cash tickets, but the NHL decided to forego the rest of the week and wait for the 27th is Monday. Yeah. Next Monday. So Puxtradamus will be back at it on the nightcap. Yes. My normal program from 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific with my co-host Tim Murray. So I will give you my plays over Twitter. You guys can follow me at Real Sean King on Twitter because Puxtradamus has been hot as fish. Hot. I loved the Disney cap, by the way, that your co-host Tim he got. He got me one that fit. Like he brought me like a little a child small. Maybe you just got a big head. That too, but he could have got me a Charles XL, Stormy. <laughs> like he's, you gotta I watch leave. that guy. Nothing that he does is unintentional. Like he wanted me to look like an idiot with a little baby hat on. And in your world, that's the only size they had. Yeah, okay. No, I, I'm glad, though, that you brought up the Golden Knights game because, obviously, Brent Musburger, who was such a foundation of this entire network, he'll be on my show later on this afternoon with me, my guys in the desert, from 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific time. And I know he's going to have some feelings about the loss last night, but maybe he can get some solace in the fact that we helped get a lot of people some cash on the over. Well, tell him if it, if it soothes it at all that Mr. King was ecstatic because he's a native of the Bay Area, and Mm -hmm. he gave out the over. Too much Tampa love. On the show, and he personally added. Don't you guys have enough championships in that state, city, where I'm done. I'm done. All right. If we can get healthy, the Bucks will repeat, and the Lightning will also be a three-peat. Yeah, which, by the way, there hasn't been a three-peat champion in the NHL since the Oilers did it. You see how they stood tall last night? Knights made a little run, went up 3-1. Can we move on? Yes, okay. Yeah, that's what championship <laughs> You know I used to do. work for them, right? Yeah. Vegas Golden Knights ringside reporter the last two years. I'm a Knights fan. I mean, they don't play the Come Lightning on. often. It was sad to see their streak end because they did have a really. I, like I mean, that. both teams are kind of peaking at the right time, so I'm glad it was a competitive game. I, I love game. this picture. Yeah, way. let's throw this up on the thing. This is what Sean King does before the show. For those of you that are just listening right now, um, our producer Dustin had Beeson tweet this out. He's over there at the craps table. 
3.30 in the morning Pacific time, well, getting geared up for the show. Yeah, Love I, had, it. I, had to, I used the Iron Cross strategy with a little twist on it. You know, uh, I, I spread my wings a little more than just like a straight Iron Cross better, but that's the philosophy I use. And, mm -hmm. you know, every now and then I like to go see if the dice are rolling kind today. Win a win a chicken dinner. I'm a blackjack girl. Yes, I picked up I a couple like dollars. Um, one of the things that we talked about, though, a little bit um, in with regards to your plays, you're talking about Russell Wilson kind of seems, a, you know, Seattle's a team right now. It's a little bit checked out. Russell's probably on his way out to New York. Um, what are your thoughts on how the Giants have treated Daniel Jones? Well, Last time I checked, they've put a lot of money into his Wells Fargo, Chase, Bank of America, whichever one he has. So I mean, you can't be too disgruntled when an organization gives you those kind of financial rewards. And it's not their fault that Saquon Barkley tore his knee last year. I mean, he has an adequate group of receivers, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Toney, who they drafted early, Kenny Galladay, uh, the tight end Evan Ingram. Like, they have pieces there, so... You know, if you want to talk about a quarterback that I thought had been done wrong, then you're talking about Tua, who's gotten no love. Mm -hmm. Like the so, but the Giants, uh, Daniel Jones. I think the thing that hurt was he was overdrafted, and when guys are overdrafted, they have expectations that supersede their level of ability, especially early in their career. And I think he's a victim of that more than anything. The Giants this week taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, who, of course, won last night against the Washington football team. So a shorter week for them to get prepared for this one on Sunday. Um, but for the Giants, obviously, Mike Glennon was not the solution. So Jake Fromm probably can't be any worse, can he? Man, look, you know what Jake Fromm is, is, is famous for? What's that? He's the reason Justin Fields went to Ohio State. <laughs> wow. Kirby, way to go. Great decision, Kirby Smart. Great decision. Uh, well, what do you think about this matchup, though, in I, Philly? I, nothing? I don't like Philly covering these big numbers. You know, just I, I don't trust that offense to continually produce in the red zone, you know, from a touchdown standpoint. And, you know, I just don't think they consistently throw the ball well enough now. And uh, the Giants have pulled some upsets at home. They beat the Raiders at home. They've been super competitive, you know, so – I would lean Giants plus the points here. You know, I don't think they've given up. They're still playing hard. Nobody do like Philly to actually win the game. One game we haven't talked about, just because you bring up Tua, why not? Dolphins headed down to New Orleans to take on the Saints on Monday night next week. Um, Dolphins are such an interesting team because obviously they started one and seven to the year, have been on such a heater since, but like, are they good? I don't know. Because again, it's the level of competition they've been playing that makes me unsure. You know, when I first saw this matchup, I was hoping that the total started with a four. Because if it Aren't was 40 all? or anything, I was playing the under. But I'm not going to let the 38 and a half deter <laughs> me. I'm still playing the under. Stop. New Orleans really believes they have an elite defense. They're going to get after the, a Dolphins offense. It's not very explosive. I'm just saying, you know it's not Army-Navy, right? I know, but I know Taysom Hill is quarterbacking on the other <laughs> side. So I could very easily see this as a 17 to 10 Tight ball game. So I'll be playing the under in the Dolphins and Saints. You are wild. Bet River Sportsbook, everybody, takes football same game parlays to a whole other level. You know they do. Now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combo. In addition to that, 
Bet Rivers has added more and more same game parlay props for college football matchups just in time for the biggest games of the season. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. You can explore all the new ways that you can, can create that ideal combo. Must be 21 playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar House Void Wear Prohibited. When we come back here on Follow the Money, Bill Polian, Pro Football Hall of Fame executive, longtime general manager, and team president joins the show. You won't want to miss it. This is Vason. He's dancing. He sings too. Follow the Money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back here on Follow the Money, First Bet wants you to get in on all of the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code VSIN1000. Receive $10 instantly and up to $1,000 bonus. Visit VSIN.com slash courses for details. Back here live from Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook alongside the Super Bowl champ, Sean King. I'm Stormy Tony. Super excited to welcome in Bill Polian, Pro Football Hall of Fame executive, longtime general manager, team president, uh, most notably, of course, his time with the Indianapolis Colts. How are you, Bill? Thank you for coming on with us this morning. Well, I'm great, thank you, and thank you for having me. We appreciate it. Uh, I wanted to start this off talking about Tom Brady, uh, a guy who is certainly a thorn in your side while an Indy, a thorn in everybody's side. And he still is looking incredible at 44 years old. What do you make of the way that he has progressed in his career to this point, having another potential MVP season and playing on a team that could potentially repeat as Super Bowl champions? What are your thoughts on Brady and the Bucks this year? Well, you know, he is a, a medical, <laughs> physiological marvel to be able to play at, at quarterback at, at his age and and not sustain injury. That's that's the biggest thing. I mean, as he Tom has for the last 15 years played with his head and toyed with the opposition with his head. So the physical part of it is is you know is the issue. Can he withstand injury? And and he has. And it's it's amazing. So uh, whatever he's doing with TB12, uh, people better emulate. That's for sure. As far as um, the Bucks are concerned. I think um, the, the odds are fairly good, maybe better than that, 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 that they're going to make the playoffs um, because the division is, is rather weak. So I think they'll win the division. The bottom line is how healthy are they going to be in the playoffs? Because the other night when you saw him without weapons, without those special weapons that he has, um, then it becomes much more difficult. And, of course, as Sean knows, when you ramp it up in the playoffs, you're, you're playing good teams every week. So um, the, the competition level is tougher and, 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 and the margin for error becomes thinner. So they need to be healthy in the playoffs. If they are, then, then they've got as good a chance as anybody. You know, Bill, the football Bible says when an organization finds a quarterback, they find a good thing. That's why so much draft capital is used on quarterbacks. This year's quarterback class, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, all selected in the first round. Give me your biggest surprise among those that group of guys, good and bad. Well, I can't say that Mac Jones is a surprise because I was a Mac Jones supporter from day one. Um, the only thing that Mac Jones lacks is 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 the rocket arm of uh, of, of the guy in San Diego, for example. Everything else 
is top shelf. He, he thinks the game, he delivers the ball on time. He understands the offense. He's poised. Um, he doesn't have any escape ability, but neither did Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. So he's in good company there. Um, the, the, so he's not a surprise. I thought that he would succeed. Now, I, I worried that maybe in today's game with 53 and a third yards wide and everybody focusing on uh, on all these uh, athletic quarterbacks that, that maybe he wouldn't get a chance. But he landed ex with exactly the right team and exactly the right coach and exactly the right system. So he's flourishing. Now he'll have his difficulties every rookie quarterback does you've been through that it's I mean, it's just far so um uh, you, you know I, I doubt that he's going to set the world on fire in the playoffs but he's clearly you know by by leaps and bounds better than anybody else in his class Lance we don't know anything about and he wasn't ready to play anyway uh, you can't make the jump from from the FB sea level and, and and step in and play at a high level in the NFL it's not possible um, the guy that 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 troubles me, and, and I feel it for him, not 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 because of anything that 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 he's done, but what's been done to him is is Fields. Right? He he wasn't ready to play coming out of Ohio State. Um, he should have spent a year on the bench behind Andy Dalton, learning the game and adapting his skill set to the to the NFL. And his skill set is enormous. Instead, um, you know, he was thrown into the fire largely because of media pressure um, that, that was unavoidable for the franchise. And, um, and it's, it, it, it's really not very good. Wilson is in the same boat, um, and he's been hurt on top of that, which, which makes it even more difficult. Thankfully, Fields hasn't been hurt. But, but both guys are struggling very badly. And Trevor Lawrence is caught in a situation again none, none of these guys made this situation it was made for them <laughs> um trevor lawrence is in a situation where you know it's, it's been from almost from day one dysfunctional um and 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 sort of yin yanging with the offense back and forth between letting him do what he did at clemson a college offense which which uh, his his head coach understood quite well um, instead of adapting to a pro offense, which you have to do, as you know, you, you, you can't you can't live on the option alone in the NFL because you'll be in a hospital room if you're a quarterback. <laughs> um, so the, the all of those guys have have struggled mightily for for reasons that they had nothing to do with. I think they'll all get better. I think they'll all. I don't know what their ceilings are going to be because right now they're 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 so they're wallowing so badly at the bottom of the, uh, of the lake that you don't know what it's going to be look like when you you know when you finally come up for air. But uh, I, I think they're all good talents and they appear to be all good guys and hard workers. So the odds are they'll come through it. But uh, it's been rough and 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 I wish. And again, you've been through this, so you can speak to it better than I, but I, I wish we would do far less hyping of these guys at the collegiate level and, and far more focusing on the fact that they're rookies and it's hard to play quarterback in the NFL and it's even harder to play it at a high level and win 
And it's even harder to play it when you don't have weapons around you, i.e. Jacksonville, uh, i.e. the Jets. Uh, so, you know, give them a break and let's stop talking about the face of the franchise and the savior that's going to come to town and let's put him in. And if he doesn't do well, it's the coach's fault. Let him do what he does best. Stop all that nonsense. It's just, it's, it's just nonsense. And it, and from a fan standpoint, they shouldn't want it because it retards the young man's development. You want him to develop. If you're a fan of the Chicago Bears, you want Fields to develop and be a good player. And right now he's not. Yeah, no question. We're here with none of them are really, except Jones. No question. We're here with Bill Polian, Hall of Fame executive, and it's tough because you, you, like you said, you can't really get a sample size for what these players really can be in the future because they've been put in such tough decisions. Mac Jones, the big favorite for Offensive Rookie of the Year for a reason now. Um, we've seen a lot of COVID-19 issues around the NFL, particularly this last week, and you see how important the quarterback position is to these teams. If you're running a team right now, how would you handle the situation with the quarterback room, and how important would that depth be? Well, I would uh, take a, a, a page from my old friend, uh, Bruce Aarons, and, and first first I would do is, is for the quarterback room, I would separate them. I would have them in, in, in different places for the meetings, uh, you know, forced social distancing, because you don't want to take a chance. You don't want to be in a position where, you have to do what Washington did last night. It's nobody's fault, by the way, mm -hmm. but it, it, it's the nature of the illness. So I would separate them going forward. I'd make that uh, that, that uh, decision unilaterally as a club. I wouldn't care what the what the league said about it. And um, and then I'd get them all ready separately, which means that the quarterback coach and the assistant quarterback coach and the and, and whoever the quality control guys are have to do extra work. Well, you know, that's the nature of the beast. You got to do what you have to do to win. And, and I'd make sure even so much as practicing the third guy separately, that, that you always had somebody who was prepared and ready to go by that. I mean, that I, I wouldn't put the third guy uh, maybe even in the huddle with, with with anybody, I'd have him practicing separately, going through uh, routes on air, and, and and maybe seven on seven against the practice squad. I wouldn't run the risk of having him, um, you know, caught up in a situation where where there might be a community spread. Now, having said that, um, that means that for quarterbacks, you have to live a monastic life off the field, and and that's just that's just the nature of it. I mean, you got to stay healthy. No question. We, we're up against it. We could talk to you all day, but thank Appreciate you so much you, for doing this. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you. All right. That's Bill Polian, Pro Football Hall of Fame executive, uh, long time with the Indianapolis Colts as GM and team president. Um, really interesting stuff just regards to the priority that you have to place on the quarterback position right now in the NFL. Um, Dean Blandino uh -oh. coming up on the other side of this. We know Sean can't wait to hear the uh, – Fox Sports Rules Analyst opinion on some officiating this year. Stay with us on Ball the Money.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday on Follow the Money alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, and we'll welcome in now Dean Blandino, Fox Sports Rules Analyst, former NFL Director and VP of Officiating. Follow him on Twitter, at Dean Blandino. And Dean, you know where we have to start after the Tuesday night games yesterday. You already know Seattle fans all up in arms this morning for the fourth down no call on that pass interference play on DJ Dallas. And you talked about it on the broadcast, but for maybe fans that didn't didn't get to hear your insight on that, what do you make of the play and the impact that it had in the game? Yeah, it's definitely a big play, a fourth down play, and 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 I was surprised, quite frankly. I mean, there's there's calls, there's a lot of plays, especially when you talk about the passing game and downfield. There's a lot of contact, and and things happen very quickly. And and that one to me, it it, it looked like an obvious pass interference call, and 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 you know. DJ was uh, was upset and then ends up kicking the football. Said so add insult to injury and gets another fifteen mm-hmm. on top of that. But you know, you think about mechanically what the officials there should be. There should be several sets of eyes on that. The way the officials that there's 
every eligible receiver has a has has an official looking at him initially at the snap, and then they go to more of a zone coverage as the receivers run their routes, and then and then they go to the the football once the ball's in the air because we know that's where where most of the action is going to take place. There should be several sets of eyes, so. It was it was surprising that they missed that one because it did look, you know, it was obviously past interference. You know, Dean, with all the technology available, why is the system still imperfect? And what, in your opinion, is the one thing that could be fixed easily that would make it easier to get the calls right? Because I think when you look at whether it's a public that's a fan or a better, they just want to get the call right. Yeah, no question. And and look, on-field officiating when you're dealing with human beings, that's right. That's imperfect. There, there's never going to be a, a perfectly officiated game. But like you like you said, which is a good point, as we get the technology better, and we have the ability to look at things in slow motion and look at it again, why can't we fix those those obvious egregious mistakes? And and I think there's there's two things. I think there's the objective part of the game. You know, did the ball hit the ground? Did the player step out of bounds? That's that's much easier to look at in replay. Then you get into the subjective calls like pass interference, right? We saw we saw in 2019 when they were reviewing pass interference calls and it just felt like they could never get a consistent standard. I think you can do it, but you got to come up with a consistent standard. You have to apply that standard. Um, and that would have been, you know, that would have been a situation in the game yesterday where it would have been pretty easy for replay to come in. We all saw it and say, hey, put the flag down. That's past interference. And then, you know, we wouldn't be talking about it today. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, though, the consistency factor, because I feel like that's something that we as viewers from the outside looking in, when we look at some of these plays, we're like, well, is it or isn't it? Because I've seen it 10 times called this way, and then all of a sudden it's not called the same way. So what goes into yeah. the process of getting all of these officials on page and understanding what is and what isn't a call? Yeah, that, that's the biggest challenge. In, in, in my old role at the NFL, that was, that was the hardest thing to do because you have, you have 17 different officiating crews. They work together as an individual crew all year. And then, and then you've got over 120 individual officials. How do you get all those different people to see the game the same way? And that's your challenge. You're never going to eliminate every mistake. It's going to happen from time to time. The game is too fast. But to try to get the game called consistently so we're not talking about even within the same game, hey, they called that in the first quarter. They didn't call that in the fourth quarter. You know, and I think that's the goal. And coaches, and I've talked to a million coaches, and that's the thing that gets them the most. Two things, right? They'll they'll live with a mistake. They may not tell you in the moment, but they understand it. Two things. It's the consistency and the communication. If the consistency isn't there or or the officials aren't communicating properly, that's what gets them. And and that's that's the biggest challenge on the consistency part. How do you get 120, 125 people to see the game the same way? Dean Blandino, former official, now he's a Fox Sports rules uh, analyst, does a great job. On the player and coach side, Dean, all we talk about all week is situational football. We get in the game, yeah. we're trying to manage the game based on down and distance, time left and a half, what's the score. As it pertains to officials, does the word context ever get mentioned and used? And by this I mean you can call holding on every play of the game. Take me back to Cardinals-Rams two weeks ago. Arizona hasn't played well, but they've scratched claw, gotten their way back into the game. They have the ball. It's going to be probably the final possession. Kyler Murray, Murray scrambles to the left, has a significant gain, going to be on the Rams' side of the ball. 
and holding is called very questionable holding. Are the refs uh-huh. ever talked to about in pressure, high stressful situations where the game is on the line, having a tighter, I guess, conscious when it comes to actually calling marginal or 50-50 type calls? Yeah, it's a good question, and we, we always talk about, you know, the, the situation. Officials are very aware of the situation, but, again, it goes back to that consistency. We don't want any call to be 50-50. We don't want any call to be marginal, whether it's in the first quarter or the fourth quarter. So, again, you're trying to achieve that same level of consistency regardless of when it happens. Now, obviously, there's the human nature element that, in you know, if the fourth and three play with 30 seconds to go in, in, a, in a one score game has that play has, is, is, is a great, you know, a higher magnitude than a play in, with 13 minutes to go in the first quarter. You want it to be officiated the same, but you're, it's going to feel different. And certainly the stakes are higher. So they're aware of it. You don't want them changing the, you know, if they've officiated the game the same way, they don't, you don't want them to change it in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. Cause the, the, the players and the coaches have they they understand where the bar is and you don't want to keep moving that bar. So they're aware of the situation, but you, they don't want to change how they call the game, but you never want a marginal call at any point during the game. And that's always been, you know, the direction that the officials get. And I'm sure it is a struggle for officials. Also, when you hear comments like the ones from linebacker, Robert Quinn, the other night saying he felt the officials controlled the game too much. Like that's not what they're trying to do. Obviously we know that I feel bad. Like officiating is the most thankless job in any profession, I feel like everybody's just trying to do their best. They're not trying to control the outcome of any of these games, no matter how much we as betters are like, come on. Um, the, the one thing, though, when it comes to officiating this year, Dean, I think we can all agree that has stood out above the rest has been this taunting penalty and the yeah. impact that it has had on games. How do you view this penalty, and do we think that this emphasis that everyone's taken on it this year will be something that we see in the future? Yeah, and this is something that that I went through at my time with the league. That there's there's a couple of there's the competition committee, which is made up of of coaches and owners and 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 general managers, and then there's a coaches subcommittee, which is a, a smaller group of coaches, head coaches that work in conjunction with the the competition committee, and and that was actually the coaches subcommittee that brought this to the competition committee regarding sportsmanship and what they felt was a decline in sportsmanship. And it was specific around in-your-face type stuff. And, and so and then the competition committee makes that a point of emphasis. And then it's on the officials to actually enforce it. So they're the ones that always get, like you said, it's a thankless job. They're the ones that always get. They're not, they're not making this up saying, hey, we're going to emphasize taunting this year. It's coming from the competition committee. But I think we've seen some examples, and this happens anytime you make something a major point of emphasis. And you continue to tell people, you got to call this, you got to call this. Sometimes we see some calls that that may go a little bit overboard. You think about you think about you know the Bears and Steelers with Marsh and and, mm-hmm. and you know looking over at the bench and that's obviously in a critical situation on a third down they're off the field and it gives them a first down. So I think anytime you emphasize something so subjective like taunting, you're going to get those calls that that maybe go a little bit beyond the line. Um, but again, this is sportsmanship, and when you think about Two things they always talk about, player safety and sportsmanship. And, uh, and so I don't think, I think it's kind of, if you look at the numbers, they've started to, to decline in terms of number of fouls, and that tends to happen um, when you have these emphasis points. 
Um, but I think, again, I don't think we're ever going to see, you know, sportsmanship go away, the, the, the importance of it, things like that. Just hopefully we won't have, like Sean talked about earlier, marginal calls, 50-50 calls. Those are the ones we want to avoid. Thank you, Dean. We appreciate, appreciate you joining you, us. Dog. Happy holidays. All right. Happy holidays, guys. That's Dean Blandino, Fox Sports Rules Analyst. And, you know, it, it really is. It's, it's so interesting what you have to go through. They want to get calls. it right. I they think do. they really do. But when you have people wagering on the game, you know, afterwards saying that bench, it was a blatant call, you know, it doesn't really put the money back in your pocket. It just, some of those things just blow my mind, like the Marsh example where you're looking at, I'm looking at you. I'm not allowed to look anymore. I know. I'm not allowed to look anymore. Come on. I get it, though, because what he said was very important for fans to know. That rule started with the coaches mm -hmm. wanting to implement, you know, more sportsmanship. That wasn't an official-led thing. Well, for he's Sean King. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Make sure you tune in later on this afternoon from 5 to 6 Eastern, 2 to 3 Pacific time. My guys in the desert, Brent Musburger is going to be with us for the whole hour. And our guy, Sean, as well as Tim Murray, usually host the nightcap. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.